Okay, I want you to think, keyword, think, keyword, think, like think about like your favoriteest day ever in your life, okay? The one that you were just like, oh my goodness, that was the best day. It had all of the coolest things. It had all of my favoriteest foods and ever, and that was my bestest day. I loved that day, and I wish I could have every day be like that day. I had the opportunity to go to Disneyland like three weeks ago, okay? And that place is supposed to be the happiest place on earth. And for some people, I'm sure it might be. And honestly, the first time I went was a long time ago before I had kids, and it was not the happiest place on earth, okay? Yeah, I got to see Darth Maul, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. But besides that, it was just me sitting in a bunch of kitty rides by myself, just like rolling around. And I was like, why do people like this place? I don't get it. But now I have kids. And we were like, we have to take them to Disneyland because I just, it's what you do. And so we were finally like, okay, it's the perfect time. Our kids are old enough. They're going to remember it. I hate it less now because I've, it's been a rough time since the last time we went. So we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Let's go. And so we were like, we're going to do the most Disneying we can Disney while we're at Disney. That's what our game plan was. And so we show up at 7 in the morning, and there's already a line just to park. And I'm like, happiest place on earth, happiest place on earth, happiest place on earth. Come on, we can do this. We can do this. Okay, we get through the parking lot, not too bad, and I'm standing already in a crowd of people at 7.30 in the morning waiting for the, the ropes to drop to get to the coolest ride in Disneyland, which is called Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. This ride was so cool. Okay, you, you act like you're in like this rebel ship getting shuttled away, and then all of a sudden it, it makes it seem like you got uh, attacked by a, a Star Destroyer, and then all of a sudden you get like brought into this room, and there's like stormtroopers there, and, and now you're in an interrogation room, and then you have to escape, and there's cool big like, it's like uh, walkers and ATATs. I don't know. It was the coolest thing in the world, and I was like, this is the happiest place on earth. I love this place. I got so excited, and then we went from that one. And then we went to, and we got the genie pass, which is the fast pass, which meant I didn't have to wait in any lines. And I was like, buckle up, everybody, okay? We are going to Disney, the most Disney ever. And so now I'm dragging my poor children across Disneyland because I'm like, this is the happiest place on earth. Run, come on. Okay, and we get to the next ride. We do all of the coolest rides in there. I got a corn dog. I was super excited about that corn dog. Then after we go to Disneyland, I get to go to Cheesecake Factory. Oh, yeah, I have a chicken parm that was just out of this world. I don't get one kind of cheesecake. I get two kinds of cheesecake, okay? I get coconut cream pie cheesecake, and I get red velvet cheesecake. It was the best, okay? Best day of my life. I love that. I could do that. I mean, I would get super, uh, I would gain a lot of weight if I continued to eat like I did at Disneyland. But nonetheless, I would love to have a day like that every single day of my life. Now imagine your perfect day, your best day. Now. I want you to even think past just the best day you've ever had, but right now what you could imagine your best day ever being. What would you do during that best day? Would you just do nothing? You're like, I just want to I just want to hang out by myself, play video games all day without my mom being like, that's going to rot your brain. Come on, you got to turn it off and you get to eat like to drink nothing but Mountain Dew and eat Doritos and cheese balls the whole day. I don't know. Whatever your best day is. Now imagine getting to do your best day ever for a thousand days in a row. A thousand. That's a little less than three years of getting to do whatever you wanted. The best day ever, 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 ever. That sounds pretty awesome. 
And maybe you could change up the days. Like one day is Disneyland, the next day is Disney World, the next one is like Knott's Bay Farm with all the big roller coasters, the next one, you know, and I don't know, you could visit all these places and any place on earth you could go for a thousand days. Best day ever for that many. And this is what the Bible says about heaven in Psalms 84.10. It says this, that a single day in your courts, in God's courts, in heaven is better than a thousand anywhere else. A thousand days at Disneyland, a thousand days in Hawaii, a thousand days in the coolest places in the world. The Bible says that heaven, one day in there, far is far better, far outweighs how cool that anything, it's way better than anything else here on earth. And if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have made him, asked him into your heart and said, God, please forgive me for my sins. I've messed up and I can't do anything about it. And I need your free gift of of salvation, of forgiveness that you paid for when you died on that cross. If you've made that commitment to him and said, not just do I want a free place in heaven, but I want you to be Lord and Savior of my life. And I want to live the way you want me to live. If you've made that commitment in your heart, at any time here in 4640, or in, or in kids' church way back when, or maybe at home, any time, or at camp, you are going to get to go there. And that place is awesome. And so that means that if that's the where you're going, that's your home now. This place is not your home. This is just kind of a temporary place. This is like where we're hanging out. This is base camp before we get to climb up to the top of the summit. This is just kind of a place, a holding tank for for some, where this is not our home. Heaven is our home. And heaven is where God is going to be. And we want to make sure that you understand that if heaven is our home, then that needs to be what we're thinking about. That needs to be where we're focused on, that we don't think so much about today and what's happening today and the the good things and the bad things that happen today and making sure that today is the best day ever and tomorrow and I have all of the things that I want and my life is super comfortable here because this place here is not our home. We've got to be looking towards heaven. That's why we're doing this series. That's why we want you to know that why we say it's so important that you get to, you accept Jesus and Christ as your savior is because you get to go to the best place ever in heaven. And if you don't make that commitment, the Bible says that you get to go, you have to go to the worst place ever. And the Bible calls that place hell. So what I want to do is I want to give you guys a quick breakdown of what's going to happen, like how this is all going to play out. How do you get to heaven? Well, if you die, it says that to be apart from the body is to be in the presence of God. So the second, the millisecond you leave your earthly body, whether that's a year from now, 10 years from now, 100 years from now, whatever, As soon as you leave your body, you are in the presence of God. Then you walk up to maybe those gates, something like that. They probably look way cooler than that. Those look cool. But I'm just saying, it's heaven, right? And they're going to open up a book, and they're going to see if your name is in that book. That is the book of life. That means that you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. And they're going to say, scan your name. They're going to say, Tennyson, T-E-N-N, Tennyson. Tennyson, Joseph, Joseph Tennyson. Okay, and they're going to say, congratulations, your name is in. 
welcome. And then you're going to go into another place. And Pastor Madeline talked about this last week of how did you live your life? Did you live your life just for yourself, selfishly? Or did you go, I want to make sure that my life in heaven, my eternal life in heaven is the best ever. So I'm going to live my life for God's kingdom. I'm going to pour myself out. I'm going to be unselfish and live my life to help people and to serve God. And then you're going to get more or you're going to get some things, some rewards, some like some pay for what you, how you lived your life here. Then you get to go into heaven. Now, what does heaven look like? We're going to talk about that in just a second. But I do want you to know, there is a possibility that each person in this room never actually dies. There's a possibility, and this has always been a possibility for many, many years, and ever since the early Christians believed that it was a possibility, there is a, in the Bible, talks about Jesus coming back. That Jesus is going to come back, and he is going to gather all of the people who believed in him, dead and alive, and he is going to take them, basically sweep them up into heaven. The fancy Bible word for this is called rapture. And so he is going to rapture, which is just to pick up and take us all up to heaven. And so some of us, this is pretty cool. Some of us, we might not die. We might not have to experience that. We might not have to experience getting super old and, and, or, or any of the pain of death. We might just get to immediately go up to heaven. We're going to get to celebrate in heaven with God. Then what's going to happen is down here on earth, things are not going to go so well, okay? The Bible talks about this all in the book of Revelations, some of it in the book of Daniel and a few other places, and it's called the tribulation. Everybody say the tribulation. Okay. Oof. It's going to be bad. There's, you thought like, oh, man, uh, COVID pandemic 2020, that was rough. We ain't seen nothing yet. We might go, oh, that, that earthquake, oh, that tsunami, oh, that wildfire. All of the things that we've seen, the tribulation talks about it being so, so, so much worse during this time. And all sorts of craziness that the Bible talks about is going to happen. Satan himself is called the Antichrist. He's going to come and he's going to end up ruling the world for a portion of that time. And then at the end of seven years, Jesus is going to come back and be like, nah, son, He's going to kick him in the face, and he's going to knock him out. And then what's going to happen is a few other things, a few wars and all this stuff. But we are going to get to come back down to earth. And Jesus says that he is going to make all things new. He's going to restore this earth. So when we think about where are we going to spend eternity, we like to say heaven. But honestly, according to the Bible, where we will spend eternity is in is right here. But it's going to be called the new earth. Now, I want you to picture like, a, you know, one of those car shows that they restore cars. And it's like they dig one out of the back of a shed and it's all rusted out and nothing looks good. And it, but it's still a really rare car. And so what do they do? They like take it to their shop and they do all this work and they put the new engine and they restore this thing to brand spanking new. And you look at that car and you're like, I would take that car for sure. Well, that's kind of what Jesus is going to do to this planet. He's going to scrub this thing clean. Anything bad, anything that sin has affected negatively, he is going to restore our planet to its original beauty and perfection. And that's where we get to live for a thousand years. And then he's going to do something else. He's going to bring down a place called New Jerusalem. It's going to be the city of God. And it's going to come down. This place is wild the way the Revelations talks about it. It talks about walls of precious stones. 
it's going to be this size. Like for some reason in the Bible, it gives us specific measurements of how big this city, just a city is going to be. And it's going to be bigger than basically like think Missouri to California and like Texas to the top of the country. Like that's how big this city is going to be. It's going to be absolutely massive. It's going to be beautiful. And that at the end of that thousand years, or at the end of the thousand years, New Jerusalem is going to come down and we are going to get to live with God in this really awesome place. So that's what's going to happen. Whether you die before Jesus comes back or Jesus comes back and you get to come up, we all get to go through that same thing. Now, you've probably got some questions about that. You're going like, okay, living forever, that sounds pretty cool, but what happens if I die like before I hit my growth spurt? Like, am I, am I going to be short for eternity in heaven Like, because I didn't get that growth spurt? Or like, maybe you're like, man, I still have a high squeaky voice and I still crack a lot right now. I don't want to be in heaven and be like, hey, what's up, God? You know, I want to be able to have my deep voice. I want to have my man voice. I don't know. Here's the deal. The Bible says that we will all receive new glorified bodies. Will they be you? Absolutely. It's not like we're all going to just get these like clones. It's not, I don't think we're going to get to like pick the model and just be like, okay, bigger chest. Yeah, for sure. Bigger biceps, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blonde hair. Great. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that. It's going to be you. You're going to get to look like you, but it's going to be a glorified, perfect version of yourself where there's no pain, where there's no acne, where there's no illness, where there's no sickness. It is going to be a perfect body. And God says that he's going to give every person who ever lived, who believed in Jesus, these new eternal glorified bodies. So that's what's going to happen. That's what you're going to be like when you get to heaven. What won't be in heaven is anything bad. Anything in your life that you go, ah, is just not good. There will be no, there, there will be no sickness. Like I said, there's not going to be any cancers. There's not going to be any pain. There's not going to be any hate. There's not going to be any jealousy. There's not going to be any, any abuse. There's going to be none of those things. It is going to be a perfect place. Now you're going, okay, I, I kind of like that. That sounds good. I get a new body, get my deep voice, my big bicep. I like this, okay. Uh, and I, I'm, it's not going to be bad. There's going to be nothing bad. What about my dog, Fluffy? What about him? Is he going to be up there? Because I don't know if I can spend eternity without my dog, Fluffy, okay? I don't know if I could do it. And that's probably what you're asking. And I get that, okay? Here's the deal about animals. Do I know for sure if you're going to have your specific pet in heaven? I cannot say that. The Bible says clearly that you, yes, Fluffy will be in heaven. Thus saith the Lord. I can't say that. However, when we look at the way God viewed animals through all of the Bible, animals were a big part of it. He created animals. Animals were there before Adam and Eve sinned. So in his perfect paradise, there were animals. There were animals in the sky. There were fish in the sea. There were animals that roamed the earth. There was animals. When God decided, you know what? This thing didn't work out. There's a ton of evil in this world. I'm going to send a great flood. He didn't just save man in the ark. What else was in the ark? Animals. He wanted to make sure that there were still animals to roam this planet. And so for sure, not only just how he saved animals or, or created animals, but the Bible talks about different kinds of beasts in heaven. And I got to tell you, 
We're going to see the animals that we know about, and we're going to see some crazy cool animals that we've never seen before up in heaven. We're going to see some beasts, some wild stuff up in heaven, and it is going to be awesome. A huge question that people ask all the time is this. Well, okay, if I'm supposed to believe in this heaven business, and you're saying God created everything, and God did all of this, well then, the question is, who created God, how does that work? And so I've got a little illustration here. It's just simple, and I want you guys to think about this, okay? Now, what we've got here is I've got four blocks. Like this, okay? And let's say we've got this idea of this, this stack of blocks. And you're going, okay, I'm like, all right, so block number one. What, what block is that one resting on? Well, that block is resting on, on this block, okay? Well, then what about that block? Well, that block, that block's easy. If that block's resting on that block. You're like, okay, well, what's that block resting on? No problem. I'm smart. That block's resting on that block. We're like, okay, well, what's that block best, you know, resting on? You're like, easy. I'm super smart. The table. Okay. And then we're like, okay, well, then what's the table resting on? No problem. The ground. Okay. And you're going, yes, I've got this. I'm easy. Okay. Well, then what's the ground resting on? The planet. Well, what's the planet resting on? Stuff. At some point, we have to go. It's the ground is just the ground. We cannot, at some point down the line here, it just has to be that something just is. That nothing stacks on, on below the ground. The ground is not on something. It is just the ground. And on top of the ground, you can stack everything else. You ha at some point, you just have to get to a point where the ground is just the ground. God is just God. That's it. At some point, when we look at creation, we can't go, well, like your mom created you and her mom created them. And we can't go, the planet created the planet and the planets, you know, and then the people want to come up with the crazy big bang ideas and all of this stuff. Well, we have to establish that at some point, at some point, there has to be an end to this, this cause this, this cause this. And the end of that, all of it, is God. God is just that. He is God. And there has to be the end point if we're going to say that anything started from something else. At some point, we get to the end and we go, it's just God. So that's how that all works, okay? That's how God created us. God has always been and will always he is outside of time. He does not follow the same rules we do. He, has, he is forever. He is everywhere. He is all-knowing. He is God. And so he has created an awesome, awesome place for us. So then the question is, what are we going to do? Because even when I was explaining to you your best day, and I said, what would it be like to spend a thousand days doing that thing? You were probably like, ugh man, I don't think I could eat a corn dog for a thousand days in a row. That'd be pretty rough. You know, even Disneyland would get boring after day 30, day 40, you know, after, and especially if I've done all the rides and I have the genie passes and I don't have to wait any lines and I can just go and go and go. At some point, so you're going, man, eternity forever. That's a long time. Forever is like forever. That's a big number. And so we have to understand, Heaven is not like earth. Heaven is not limited. 
Heaven is not quite the same place. And so, yes, on earth, we get bored. We get bored quick. I'm trying to make sure that you guys aren't getting bored right now. And so, but in heaven, we don't get bored. Imagine every day feeling like the most restful day you've ever had, but also the most like fulfilling day you've ever had. That you get rest and you get accomplishments. Imagine feeling like you're home and safe and secure, but also feeling like you're on the most important mission, on the coolest adventure ever. And so here's the deal. What you're gonna do in heaven is you're gonna get to do some crazy fun stuff. I don't know, you, you could fly around. You're gonna get to see cool worlds. You're gonna get to see amazing things. But also, here's the thing. You're gonna get to do jobs. And you might be like, well, that doesn't sound like heaven. A job? Don't give me work. I don't want to do that. But here's the thing. We feel purpose when we accomplish something. We feel alive when we've accomplished something. Whether that's we win the basketball tournament or whether that's uh, on a video game or Minecraft and we finally create that awesome place. Whatever it is, that Lego that you've built up and it's like you've, you've got you got the giant, uh, let's say, Star Destroyer and you got to build up the entire Star Whatever it is. That's work. That's doing something with your hands. And when you finish it, you feel a sense of accomplishment. And that's going to be a part of heaven. So what is heaven going to be like? We're going to do some stuff. Now, I think a lot of people are like, well, is it going to be just all serious all the time? Like, is it going to be, um, if we go, oh, it's just like this big, long church service for eternity. You're like, the hour at 4640 sometimes feels a little bit long. I don't know if I can handle eternity, that seems way longer than an hour. And so we're going, is it going to be any fun? Well, we have to decide then, is God fun? Did fun come from God? And I really think he did just by looking at some of God's creation. I think God is a lot of fun. God has a sense of humor. Like check out this monkey right here. Okay. That is hilarious. That is the funniest monkey I've ever seen in my life. That nose is ridiculous. Okay. And God said, let there be a monkey with a funny nose like that. It's going to be hilarious, okay? It's going to be wild. Right? He's going to have a funny, like, collar thing. He's going to look like a French like guy from the 1500s and with a big nose. It's going to be hilarious. Okay, look at this thing, right? The next animal that's a blobfish. Tell me the person that came up with this is, doesn't have a sense of humor. is not funny, okay? That's funny. Look at this thing. Both horrifying and hilarious. Look at this bird. And then he decides to get to call it a putu bird. That's what they call it, as a putu bird. All right, look at this next guy. Hey, stop. Turn that off. That's not a... Turn it off. Turn it off. What are you doing? That's not funny. What? See, God has a sense of humor, I guess. (laughs) Okay. In Luke 6, it says this, Blessed are you who are sad now, because you will laugh. In heaven, there will be laughter. There's going to be joy. There is going to be fun. All of these things came from God. God created these things in the beginning, and he doesn't change. He doesn't change his mind later. 
And when we get to heaven, I think a big worry is, will I recognize people? Am I going to re- recognize my Nana who, who passed away? Am I going to recognize my friends? Am I, am I going to be that? And the, the thing is, you will recognize those people. You will know who those people are. And the really cool thing is, is you're going to get to meet people from history that, and you're going to get to have conversations with them. And a huge thing is, is you're going to get to meet Jesus and have a conversation with Jesus. And it's eternity, so there's not going to be any rush. It's not like he's going to be having a conversation with you going, uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. Great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, we hate. Great. One more question. No, no, no. He's going to sit down, and you're going to be able to talk to him. And you're going to feel him. Have, you're going to have his 100% attention, and he's going to be focused on you. And it's going to be a beautiful thing. Here's the deal about this place, planet Earth. Sometimes we get a little taste of heaven. We do. Sometimes we, we, we get to taste something like, like a Chick-fil-A sandwich that's just perfectly cooked, okay? That right there is a taste of heaven. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it, okay? Or, you know, getting to score that winning goal or, or getting that test back and, and you studied hard and you ended up getting 100% on it, nailing that dance recital, whatever it is, that, that feeling on Christmas morning when you know there's so many presents under there and you, you're sure you got what you wanted for Christmas. Those types of feelings, those give us a taste of heaven, but those aren't heaven. It's not. It's just a taste of it. And why do we just get a taste of it? It's so that we have something to look forward to. God gave us, a, 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 let us experience a little bit of heaven here and there so we can go, wow, imagine what heaven's going to be like. Because that was pretty good. But imagine what heaven is going to be like. And sometimes we get a taste of heaven, and other times we get a taste of hell. All of a sudden, a friend decides, I don't want to be friends with you, and they just break your heart, and they push you away. All of a sudden, that test you got, you studied really hard for, and you failed miserably. Now you have to go home and tell your parents. <laughs> you lose a loved one, and, and you have to wrestle with, now where, where are they? What, what's going to happen? I feel so alone. And sometimes we get to experience a little bit of hell. And why is that? Well, that's just a reality of the planet. But also, it's so that we, have a, we can look forward to a place that has none of those things. Colossians 3.2 says this. Think about things of heaven, not the things of earth. Colossians, this is from the Bible. It says, what should we be thinking about? Heaven, not earth. What should we be thinking? We shouldn't be thinking about what, what, how could I make today my, my best day ever? How could I make today be the most comfortable? How could I make today make me the most happiest? Me, 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 me. He's saying, no, no, no. Don't think about today as far as what it's going to do for you. Think about heaven. And if we're thinking about heaven, heaven, when life is hard, when life is unbearable, it makes it so much easier. We need to remember that this place is not our home. Hebrews 13 says, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Guys, life, life is too hard to not have the hope of heaven. It's just true. I don't know how we deal with the bad in our life if we know, if we don't have the hope of heaven. We can put up with like some difficulty if we know that on the other side of that difficulty is something good. We can deal with like the difficult practice knowing that the next day is the game day and we're going to win. We can deal with the hard studying if by the next next day we know we're going to ace that test. We can deal with some difficulty when we know there's something good 
around the corner. We can deal with the ad on YouTube because we know right around the ad, as soon as that countdown, a skip ad, five, four, three, two, one. Yes, skip ad. We can endure that five seconds before that skip ad button comes on. We need, we need heaven. We need the hope of heaven to be able to say goodbye to loved ones because we know where they're going if they've accepted Jesus in their heart. We need the hope of heaven when we're dealing with difficulties in life because we know this is not our home and this is temporary. Just like Pastor Madeline was saying earlier, we're going to have a place where all this is going to be over. I think we don't think about heaven because we don't like the idea of it because we think it's going to be boring. We, we don't understand it. And, and this whole part of why we're talking to you guys is to make sure that you guys know that heaven is amazing. And it is absolutely something we should be focused on. And if we don't understand that it's a great place, then we're going to choose to live our lives for right now and try and make the next 70 years of our life as good as it can be because we're thinking it doesn't get any better than this. But if we know that there's a heaven that is far better than this, then we can relax and we can go, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to live my life? The more we understand heaven and God's plans and love for us, the more that we can live like this place isn't our home. And we can trust that God has a better place for us. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for creating a place for us in heaven. I pray, Lord, when we face difficulties, when we face hard times, that we would remember that you have a better place for us. And it is going to be incredible. And we, we can't wait to get there, God. But while we are waiting, help us to make the most out of this life by living for your kingdom, by living for you and following your ways, God. That's what we want to do here so that we can make heaven that much better. We thank you. Be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there.